Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Kirby and Sarah. Um... I wanted to call and say happy second anniversary. I listen to Los Angeles religiously. It's like having a couple extra girlfriends that are into all the same things I am. Um, you've gotten me into Peach and Lily. I've learned so much about ingredients, regulations, cosmetics, and honestly, just love chatting with you guys through the podcast. Um, can't wait for many more years of you guys doing Los Angeles. Love you guys. Um, love Maddie from Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, Kirby and Sarah. My name is Allison. I'm from Oregon, and I wanted to call in and say happy birthday, and I absolutely love the podcast. I listen every single week, and I've listened for a couple years now, and I wanted to say my favorite episodes are just the ones where you two are talking and chatting and talking about beauty news and what's going on in the industry and your own personal opinions on scandals or drama or just beauty news in general. I think it's so fun to listen to them. And so keep on doing your thing. Love you both. You guys are awesome and have a good day. Happy birthday, Sarah Tan. Happy birthday. We are the proud parents of a toddler. We have a two-year-old? Yeah. Is this the terrible twos phase? I hope not. No, I don't think it will be for us. Los Angeles has been a wonderful baby. I know that she will continue to be a angel of a toddler. The terrific twos. <laughs> the terrific twos. So it's our second birthday. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I like, I can and I can't. Like, I feel like we've been doing this forever in a great way. But like, I also feel like I can't believe it's already been two years. I was thinking about Selena Gomez and when we had her on the podcast and I keep forgetting that was last year. It feels like it was so much longer than that. And, you know, we've only been doing this since 2019. So obviously it's been two years, but it's just a little crazy that we've come so far. We have so far to go. It's all these emotions. Yeah. And that we like have so many OG Glamgelinos who have been listening to us and supporting us from day one. And then we've also grown our community as well and have new followers and listeners, which is always really exciting to me. I mean, I know we say it and we've been saying it for so long and it is very much like imposter syndrome, but I still can't believe anyone <laughs> listens to us like on a regular basis and that people want to come on our show. Listening to these messages from our listeners just makes my heart like want to burst. The fact that people say they listen to us religiously and that we are their beauty Bible like makes me a little emotional. Yeah, I always get the warm and fuzzies when someone says, 
I was listening to this episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, we pump them out. I feel like it's just so routine now to do it that we forget that people are actually listening. So for anyone that's ever messaged us and told us that they've listened or have commented on social or left us a review, we are so appreciative. We're so excited that it's our second anniversary and we wanted to do something that was different that we haven't done before on the pod. The feedback that we get a lot of the time is that y'all love the episodes where it's just Sarah and I shooting the shit, being friends, talking about stuff that we want to talk about, and we have never interviewed each other. So today we are interviewing one another, and we were trying to figure out the best way to go about this, and we decided on this format. So Sarah and I... We'll both ask each other five questions that the other does not know. So it was up to our own interpretation what these questions could be. They could be literally anything, okay? And then we have five questions that are going to try to be rapid fire. Y'all know we're long-winded, so we're going to try to rein that in. But we have five questions that we both know that we've had some time to prep ahead of time that we can kind of spout out. And I feel like those are more of like the beauty-related questions, but... Without further ado, all right, here here it goes. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Okay, first question. I feel like I know, but I guess I don't really know. What did teen Kirby think current Kirby would be doing right now? Like career-wise, like where is she supposed to be living? Like where did you see yourself? Teen Kirby thought 34-year-old Kirby would be in Hollywood. Ding, would ding, be living ding. in LA. Hollywood? And she, I think at that time, thought she would be Oprah level. Like she was like thinking, I will have made it by 34. Yeah. Oprah will have known my name. We will have had a partnership. We will be best friends. That's where I think Teen Kirby, if I remember correctly, thought that she would be. And needless to say, that is not where grown-up Kirby is at this moment. I mean, okay, you're not Oprah level yet, (laughs) but you're pretty darn close. And I feel like she would be very proud. You have accomplished so much. And you're like on the road to Oprah, basically. One thing that made me feel really good about myself, and I think that you will also feel the same way, is I was reading about Capricorns. And Capricorns have a lot of struggles early on in life. We learn hard lessons early on, and it makes us want to go up the mountain even further because we have grit. Mm. But they say that once Capricorns become like adults and we start to get into like our adulthood and we kind of see success in certain ways, we become more lighthearted and happier and that we become more childlike. And I was like, That's kind of what I needed to hear because I feel like I just keep going up this mountain and it's a struggle sometimes. So I want to get to the point where I'm finally just hitting my stride, you know? You got to hit your stride at some point. I just like wonder like too when that'll be for us because I mean, you know, like you work your ass off and I have a lot going on too. And it's like, when will we be satisfied and like, You know, when we'll be like, okay, yes, this is when I have arrived and I'm going to be like, I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know when that'll be. I don't know either. I personally feel like for me, 
I don't think that anything's worth having unless it's like a struggle almost. It's like if I didn't struggle to get it, was it worth it? And I need to change that mentality. I need to be okay with, okay, I actually have worked really hard. If I get something with ease, that's fine too. Yeah, It's because I either deserve it or I worked hard in another aspect and was able to get it that way. You know what I mean? Totally. But I love that question. That's one thing that I do feel very proud of in my life is that I always wanted to move to California. I always saw myself living in quote unquote Hollywood, living in Los Angeles, and I made it here and I love living here. Yay. Yay. Okay. You have mentioned that Atusa Rubenstein was your inspiration to become a magazine editor. Atusa notoriously published that Cosmo Girl cover with InSync and the puppies, those Sharpays, <laughs> after speaking to a psychic. Okay? So I didn't know that. If you had, yes. So if you had a chance to decide your own magazine cover at this moment, what would be the theme and who would be on the cover? Oh, my God. God, that is such a good question. Um, if I was like editor-in-chief of Cosmo Girl? Any magazine, any magazine. If Refinery had a magazine that had a cover. Wait, can you tell me more about the like psychic? What do you mean? Like the psychic told her that this was going to be the cover? Yeah, so when Atusa was, you know, named editor-in-chief of Cosmo Girl, she was trying to figure out ways to sell the magazine mm -hmm. because... It was mostly like B-list people that nobody cared about. And I guess there was a psychic at the Hearst Tower and she had a meeting with the psychic and she was asking the psychic, like, what the fuck do we do to sell this magazine? And the psychic's like, I'm seeing like boys with puppies. And Atusa said, oh, well, we actually have this upcoming band that we're photographing this week. They're called in sync. And so she like called the creative director and made sure that there were Sharpays or puppies of some sort on set. And that's how that cover was born. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I feel like there's a lot of people I would want to shoot. Right now, I feel like I have tried to email Olivia Rodrigo's team like constantly. <laughs> and then like we listened to her in the car, Matt. Zoe and me I'm just like so fascinated with her I know we talk about her all the time and it's not like groundbreaking I'm sure everyone is trying to get Olivia Rodrigo on the cover of whatever they're working on but I'm just obsessed with her I just love the fact that she like even though like she is like a product of like the Disney machine it's like refreshing to see someone that uh is like very much like her age you know like she acts like how old is she 18 yeah I feel like now that I'm a mother I'm sure that this is how Janet and Evelyn felt when we were like idolizing Britney Spears, where it was like, oh my God, she is so sexy. But I feel like, you know, parents probably fans of Olivia too. So I love her. There is an artist that I follow that I also have been trying to get in touch with. Do you follow Rina Sawayama? Is it R-I-N-A? Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her look. I'm like obsessed with her voice. She is a British singer, you guys. I think she's Japanese. Everything she does is so cool. She sings, she acts. She was like best friends with Elton John. And I'm dying to work with her in some capacity. 
if you don't follow her on Instagram or on socials, you should follow her. You know what would be cool? If you did Rena and she did tributes to Elton John beauty-wise. So, like... Yes, like a rocket man. Yes. Or like the sequin dodger. Yeah, that could be so cool. This is why we're a great team. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I want to know, like, for your cover, is it like a Britney Spears anniversary, like, revival? Is she, you know, posing in her, like, most memorable covers? Actually, <laughs> I'm not going to put Britney back to work. I want Britney to retire should she desire that so I would be getting every current pop star to pay homage to Britney oh okay I love that I love that Taylor Swift Ariana Selena Rihanna, Selena and all do different interpretations of Britney and how they have been influenced by her Miley obviously yeah that would be mine I love this cover. It's very Kirby. Okay, also my other cover is NSYNC Now with more puppies. Oh my god, yes. NSYNC Now. But like, just give us JC. That's all we desire. Just give us JC. I don't think that that's too far off. I think that our next, in the next year, we could get JC. Fingers crossed. Love JC. And moving on to second question. This is a really hard-hitting question, Kirby. If Quinn could be an ambassador for any beauty brand, what brand would it be? Oh my god. This is the hardest question. How do you <laughs> how do you pick for your child? Why was Dior the first thing that came to mind? Dior has nothing for dogs. Doesn't matter. Like it's just like her personality, her vibe, her aesthetic. Is she she's a Dior? I don't think her aesthetic as like a Chihuahua Terrier is Dior level. Like Dior Cruz? <laughs> I mean, I could see her being Dior Cruz for sure. With the little like saddlebag logo, you know, purse around her neck. She is a little doggy diva. I feel like Quinn has really great like eyeliner. Ooh, yeah. She could do some really like majestic liner makeup looks she also has a beard so like maybe like keels or something <laughs> like should we be getting on the keels train vegamore <laughs> vegamore obviously like mother like daughter disney would be the ultimate yeah for her i would love to see her in a little mini outfit like running around the parks doing a little like day in the life of quinny at the park dior for quinn keels for quinn quinn for dior i love that quinn for dior quinor Okay, this also pertains to your actual child, which not to negate the <laughs> yeah. influence of Ollie, but Zoe, you have an actual child. What is one piece of beauty advice that you will share with Zoe in hopes she won't endure the same growing pains as you? So this is so funny because my mom was over here yesterday and she always like comments on Zoe's cute little nose, but like how... Zoe got my nose, which as we all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, it's like the thing I hate most about myself. And like when I was little, she, my mom would make me like pinch my nose. <laughs> Evelyn, so fucked up. I obviously like obsessed with Zoe and I think she is like the cutest, most beautiful baby in the whole world. I love her nose and I will tell her if she grows up and hates her nose that she has the most beautiful nose. But 
my mom made a comment yesterday and she was like, she's totally got your nose. And it's like such a backhanded thing because I know my mom like is saying that I have like a flat nose and that Zoe has a flat nose. So I don't think it'll, it'll be so much as like specific advice that I'm going to tell her, but I am really going to try to like try my hardest to practice like positive self-talk around her at all times as much as I can, which I've really been trying to work on, you know, since she was born a lot because Matt, he's always like, you're so mean to yourself. You have to stop doing this, especially in front of Zoe. I've seen the way that like my sister, my oldest sister and her daughter, who I talk about all the time, Katie, who's now 15, she's almost 16. Katie has memories of things that my sister was doing that my sister had no idea, you know, when she would be dieting or when she'd like grab her belly fat and like Katie remembers all those things, you know. And so like I just really want to make a conscious effort to like speak not only like positively about Zoe and like never comment on her nose or anything like that and I also really want to make sure that like if she wants to like play with makeup and express herself in however way she wants when she's growing up that she feels comfortable doing that but I also think that it'll be really important for me to just like make sure that I'm not like nitpicking at myself staring at myself in the mirror in like a negative way or you're picking at myself or whatever so yeah that is what I am going to try to impart on her. I think that's great. I love to hear that. Not just for Zoe, but for you too. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of beauty tips and moms, I know that you've (laughs) learned a lot from Janet and you've shared like beauty tips that you've learned from her. What is one that you haven't shared with us? What is a tip? Maybe it doesn't even have to be a beauty tip, but a tip that your mom has given you that you like just remember in your daily life and one that you'll pass down to your future children and Quinn and all of your followers and listeners? I don't know. This is hard because even though my mom was a cosmetologist when I was growing up and obviously she did my first set of highlights and my perms and all that stuff, she never really was like, okay, you need to wash your face or you need to not pluck your eyebrows or or things like that, or you need to wear sunscreen. I think I just kind of picked up on those tips through my love of magazines and things like that. The only thing my mom that like is coming to mind right now that my mom did that I think it it kind of ties back to your answer for uh, the previous question is when I was little, my mom used to like pick me up and put me in the mirror and be like, who's that pretty girl in the mirror? And she would be like, that's Kirby. That's the pretty girl in the mirror. And it happened like probably up until I was like too old to even have her be doing that. But (laughs) you're like, stop, mom. (laughs) I'm like, this is embarrassing. But she's never been the mom that I felt like nervous about my appearance in front of. And I think that for me, I always when I meet new people, especially when they hear about my job, they get a little nervous about like not looking so put together or not like understanding skincare or not understanding makeup. And I never, ever judge somebody on that. I actually really am a proponent of not judging people based on like what they look like or their appearance. Because it's like, if you think somebody looks beautiful, great, like tell them that. 
But why tell them if they don't look good? Yeah. Like fashion police, that whole thing. I didn't really understand that because at the end of the day, you're tearing down someone who feels good or you're tearing down someone who feels insecure. Yep. It's never a good situation. So I think like my mom taught me to be open-minded and accepting of like all different types of beauty especially because you know growing up I had ptosis and I had surgery for ptosis so my eyes were a little bit different and you know that was like a whole thing growing up for me that I was really insecure about but she always wanted me to feel like I was beautiful even if I didn't look mm -hmm. like Britney Spears or yeah. you know whoever yeah. I wanted to look like at the time so yeah it's not like an actual beauty tip but I think it's just more of like a inner positivity inner yeah. beauty type thing oh I want to be like Janet yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, she's so sweet. Okay, so your job is to be ahead of the curve oh God. and to explain to the public why something is worth purchasing. Oh my God, your questions are so hard. Sell me one product I absolutely need to have in my life, beauty or not. I mean, have you seen how straight my teeth are? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, now, and then now I'm like, do I need braces again? No. Do I need them? But truly, I mean, I, I'm, I'll pick another product, but like the in-brace has like blown my mind. Like my teeth are so straight now. Yes, I have this lisp and I cannot wait until I get them off, but it literally took a week to straighten out my teeth. And I know they're still continuing to straighten out, but like, look. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's incredible how well that's working. I am so excited for young people to get these instead of having to wear braces and headgear for like six years. And like, it's so funny because everyone I talk to, like most everyone had braces growing up except for me. And everyone has like such a traumatizing experience about how they had to wear braces and headgear from like sixth grade until like freshman year of high school. And I just like cannot yes. imagine how hard that was to have to have braces for that long it takes forever oh my god and then you're like trying to like make out with a boy or a girl <laughs> i know making out makes it tricky well, no you had your braces when you were li really little like you weren't like making out with anyone yet no 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 i was pretty young yeah if you have braces and your partner has braces like can you get stuck well i don't know <laughs> or is that like from a movie <laughs> yeah where you're like stuck and they have to like unhinge you my first boyfriend had braces i think he had braces i definitely have made out with a man that has had braces and by man i mean like pubescent boy yeah when i was in middle school but i didn't have braces at the time so i couldn't i couldn't give advice on whether or not you get stuck or not wait what are they called embrace 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 okay Maybe I'll get them for my bottom teeth. No, you don't need to. No, no, no. You don't need to because your teeth are perfect. And I would only suggest this for someone who like has like a little bit more intense of like a situation. Like I feel like yours could be easily corrected with like a retainer or something, like another retainer. Okay, that's a good, that's good advice. I mean, let's talk about the nap dress. Let's just talk about it. Okay, I don't have one, so. I know. Let me sell you on it. Some people have asked me, like, do you have to buy the nap dress from Hill House? And, like, while I don't think you have to, and I would never want to tell anyone that they need to buy a specific, you know, product from a specific brand. However, I don't think that 
it's like often imitated, never duplicated type of thing. Because I have purchased like similar type of nap dresses, quote unquote, and it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same on the body. Like I feel like it, the way that it's cut and like the sleeves and the fabric, it's just like really soft. And my favorite thing about it is that you can literally like lounge in it during the day and it's like very comfortable to wear around the house and you could take a nap in it if you are fancy like that. Like I wear mine out all the time. Oh, okay. I dress it up. You can dress it up, put on some like cute heeled sandals, throw on a little jacket over it. They make them in like different fabrics and I have another one that's like a little bit fancier, but all of them are super comfortable. You don't have to wear a bra with them. I mean, you never have to wear a bra if you don't want to wear a bra, but I I do have a white the white nap dress though and it is pretty sheer in the nips area. And so I had to use a little bit of Stephanie Montez's new tape on my nipples, which that's another product that I would suggest everyone go by but yeah it's just like because of quarantine I feel like it's hard for me to get back into wearing like like the nap dress still makes me feel like I'm a little bit more put together but I'm still even more comfortable than some of my like favorite sweats time for me to go to hill house yeah it's a hundred dollars so it's like not that bad and honestly I wear mine like at least twice three times a week so time for me to get a nap dress excellent sell time for you to get a nap dress and some in braces just kidding don't do it (laughs) okay Kirby you are on the red carpet for your big Oscars night this is like a Lady Gaga moment like all eyes on you Bradley Cooper is like waiting at the other end of the red carpet to take a photo with you. Who is your glam squad? Oh my God, I love this question. And I've already thought about it. (laughs) So obviously On would be doing my hair. He would like give me this like really beautiful 70s Sharon Tate moment. Uh If he was not available, I would be commissioning Bryce Scarlett, who works exclusively with Margot Robbie. Oh, yes. Hello. Hello. And then for makeup, this is hard because I have two friends who are incredible makeup artists that I would want to like give the shine and like give them a platform so it would either be Katrina Klein or my friend Melissa Herkman both wonderful makeup artists who I'm obsessed with but if we were going based on like celebrity makeup artist right now okay whose work has you have you been like damn do my makeup I'm not gonna lie I would be spending every dollar bill I had to get Charlotte Tilbury I'd be like ma'am do I need to go bankrupt to have you do my makeup for the Oscars? Does she still do people's makeup? I think she does not often. Like she would basically be coming out of retirement. But her hands, I mean, just her makeup vibe in general is the vibe I would want for my face. So it would either be Char, Mary Phillips, or Mario Dodanovic. So... Those are my people, but hair, On's got it locked. I, I don't really trust anybody else to touch my hair. He just knows my vibe, and I know that he would either do, like, an awesome 70s thing, or he could, like, 
put it up. He does like the really cool bendy looks for uh, Gwyneth Paltrow a lot. So like if you see her hair and it looks just really effortless, that's all him. Who's prepping your skin? Ha ha ha. Who's doing my skin? Who are you seeing like every week up until the Oscars? Oh God. Georgia Louise. I'm getting Georgia. I'm having her do that incredible fucking face massage every day. I'm going to Dr. Samuelitis for as much Botox as my face can muster. <laughs> and um, I would get like, oh, I'm trying to think of like what else I could do. I'd be going to like Cynthia Marie for that heat burrito situation where you just like sweat in that bag for however long. Great. Oh, and then spray tan would be my friend Katrina Brown, who is a skin finishing expert uh, for San Tropez. And then who's doing your nails? Queenie's doing my nails. We're doing, we're doing it. It. I love that question. I love it. Do you like sometimes, I'm sure you do, follow so many makeup artists on Instagram and I'm like, what would I look like if they did my makeup? Oh, I think about that all the freaking time. Like if Mary Phillips did the Mary Phillips treatment on me, like would I look like a 21-year-old model or a Kardashian? Mary's so beautiful too. You just like want to look like her. But even like Patty Dubroff, you know, like Patty is such an artiste. I I think about that a lot. I mean, there's there's too many. There's too many people like my Quinn and like Kate Lee, obviously. It's too hard. Yeah, I mean, when Kate Lee did my makeup, I almost shot myself. And it was, like, one of my favorite looks of all time. She does beautiful work. I would have Jenny Cho do my hair. Smart. Yes. Yes. She would knock it out of the park. Bettina's doing your nails. Bettina obviously doing my nails. Obvi. And I would be bothering Daniel Martin to do my makeup. Of course you would. Dan Dan. Dan would nail it. Who would be doing your skin? Uh, Maybe Shawnee. I mean... Mm, Shawnee. That's a good one. I love Melanie Grant. I recently, I told you, Kirby, I went in to see Candace, the LA facialist, and her hands are so magical. That facial massage she does, holy cow. If, if Georgia wasn't available, I would go see Candace. I mean, their hands are perfect. But also, hello, Joanna Vargas. I forgot. No, yeah. We just assumed Joanna's like already busy. That's why we didn't say her name. She's already like booked and busy. (laughs) Bougie and bothered. Hi, my name is Ashley and I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And um, happy birthday, Los Angeles. Um, One of the things that I've learned from the podcast is um, how to not waste so much money on beauty products that I'm not going to use. So while I might be spending more on some staple products, I've noticed that since I started listening to the podcast, I have um, really invested more in products that I know I'm going to use and that will work for my skin. And I have um, you, Sarah and Kirby, to thank for that. So thank you very much. Um, Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Los Angeles. This is Busy Lizzie Land. I wanted to wish you guys a happy upcoming birthday. And I just realized today, you guys are my beauty Bible. It used to be a lore magazine, but it's you guys. Love you, girls. Keep having a great time. 
All right. I'm just going to get right to it. What was the worst interview experience you've ever had and what did you learn from it? <laughs> Easy. And this is not to shit on the person that I'm about to say. The worst interview I ever had was, in my experience, and it was not totally her fault, was Demi Lovato when I was working at Tiger Beat. It was like one of the first work trips I got to do, and I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast, where I flew to New York to shoot the Jonas Brothers and Demi. It was like a they were both starring on the, the covers of Tiger Beat and Bop, and I was so excited, and you know the Jonas Brothers were so nice. Before that, I was like, oh my God, Joe Jonas is the hottest one. I don't know why everyone thinks Nick Jonas is so cute. And then I interviewed them all and I was like, holy shit, Nick Jonas is so hot. I was like, oh my God, I get it. I get it. Anyways, Demi Lovato was also there and I was still new to, you know, interviewing celebrities, but I feel like I sort of had it figured out. I'm not asking her like super hard hitting questions. Like I'm asking her stuff that like teens would would want to know. And she just like wasn't having it. And I was like trying all the tricks that I had learned to get it out of her. And the thing that I learned out of that experience after having like processed it and like complained about it for a little bit was that like she's like human. All these celebrities are human. She was having a bad day. And given the time frame of when that interview was, had was probably going through a lot in her personal life. I think like anytime I have an interview with a celebrity, I also like remember that like my job is the easy job and they are the ones that have like the hard job of having to like answer the questions and to like cut them a little bit of slack. Not that like, like if anyone is like, like no one has ever been like super mean to me. She just was, had a really bad attitude. But I think it was because, I mean, I know it was because of like other personal things and not because of me. Um, so to like separate myself um, and uh, yeah, just realize that people, people are human. Yes, people are human. I do want to add that Demi is a they now. Oh, sorry. Shoot. Okay. We're living and learning here. They have also said that it's been yes. a transition for them as well with their pronouns. So obviously Sarah wasn't saying that to negate no. their pronouns. She was just used to saying her former pronoun. Yes. Thank you, Kirby. You're very welcome. That is obviously something that we want to keep in mind. It's difficult and we shouldn't be afraid to mess up. No. Thank you for pointing that out. I will now remember that. Thank you, Kirby. I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of times if you do have a bad interview with someone, you blame yourself, you blame the, the person because, you know, they're mean or and you never know what they're actually going through. I'm trying to think. There's two moments that pop up. One, one was an event and one was an interview. And it wasn't actually like a horrible interview. It was with Ashley Graham, and I really enjoyed interviewing her. It was this year, and we had a good time, but there was a moment in the interview that, you know, she's so open about everything, mm -hmm. and she was talking about, I can't even remember what the question was. I think I asked her about, like, what music she plays when she's feeling herself or something like that, or she's like, oh, I have this, like, sexy playlist that I put on, and she was just being really open about it, and I'm like, oh, is it like a, do you have it public on Spotify? Just like a normal question. She was like, um, no. Like, she kind of, like, like got weird about it, and then it made me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, shit, did I make her feel uncomfortable? I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure that it was not even a thing. 
it was one of those moments where I was like, wait, I thought we were in a good space. And then you got weirded out by this one thing that I said, and I didn't mean it in a weird way at all. That's the one that comes to mind first. You know what the other one is? And it wasn't an interview. It wasn't the celebrity that made it weird. It was the brand. And I don't feel bad about bringing this up now because this brand isn't going to exist in a couple of months. Chrissy Teigen, when she did her Becca collaboration, they had a party at this mansion in the hills. And I flew back from New York early to go to this because I so badly wanted to go. And the people that put it together hyped it up that we were going to hang out with Chrissy that night. It was going to be like a sleepover with all of this, you know, these activations and stuff. And so, you know, they tell the editors to get there early so we can interview her. So we're like, okay, yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of early, but we'll go there. You, me, Amanda Montel, Lexi, Lexi Lebsack, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie was there. Montez. It was just us, just the five of us. There were a couple more people, I think. There was like, I think, eight to ten editors. So we got some alone time with Chrissy to like ask her some questions while Mary Phillips did her makeup. We got to take pictures with her. I remember it was like interesting because we arrived at the event in this house and it was like still being set up. And we're like, oh, like we're here like early. Usually, typically when you arrive at an event, like everything is like set up already, obviously, like decorations and and samples and food and all that. But um, we very much were like getting there when like everyone else was getting there. Yes. And we thought it was kind of weird, but we didn't think twice about it. And we got our moment with Chrissy. We got to interview her. We got to take pictures, whatever. And then they kind of just shoved us these bags and then pushed us out the door and they were like, okay, bye. And we were like, wait, what? I thought we were invited. I thought we were here for a party. And so we were all like standing in this cul-de-sac waiting for our Ubers to come pick us up or get our cars or whatever. And we kind of just thought, okay, that was weird. And then we had to go online the whole rest of the fucking night and watch all of these influencers, like a hundred influencers like spend the entire night with Chrissy, eat these donuts off a wall, get their hair and makeup done. They had like special pajamas. Yeah. I mean, editors and influencers have always been like highly separated. And a lot of times that's because editors want to be separated from influencers. But that was one of those moments that I was like, this feels really crappy. It feels like it just was rude. It's like, why even invite us? Yeah, like it could have been dealt with in a number of ways, obviously. But the like scooting us out the door <laughs> felt really icky. I'll never forget that feeling. They were all standing in a line, like watching us exit. Like, okay, bye, get the fuck out. And we're like, okay, I guess we're just, you know, work for hire over here. Like, we'll give you your coverage and get the hell out. It just... Things have changed, and I think people have realized how events should be held moving forward. But man, that experience made me feel so crappy when it happened. I was so mad. I was so mad. Yeah, that was really bad. God, that feels like it was ages ago, but I still remember that feeling. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> me too. Me oh too. my God. You were out of town when we were invited to to Kim Kardashian's house to interview her that first time Uh for the KKW beauty launch. And that was a similar situation, but full picture did it in like a way that felt right. Like there was very much like an editor hour. And then, you know, we got as much time, we got one-on-one with Kim and we got photos and all that. 
And then there was like an hour or two in between us and like the influencer party. So it didn't feel that weird. But no, nothing like the Chrissy event. God, what a mess. (laughs) What a mess. Where does 34-year-old Kirby see herself at 54? I don't know. This is a hard one. Are you like lighthearted and joyful on top of that mountain yet? Yeah, I hope that I'm working and I'm in a job where I have like full control and I'm making a bunch of decisions. Like I'm that person. I have a team of people that like lean on me to like be the vision or be the person executing creative ideas. Or, like, I have built something and, yeah, I don't know. I actually hate, like, looking into the future and, like, thinking about that stuff because it makes me overwhelmed because I'm like, well, then what if I don't achieve that? Am I just a loser? Even though I – most people that know me know that I'm, like, in no rush to, like, start a family or get married or anything. I do have this, like, very romanticized idea of me and Patrick living in this, like, beautiful home, like, Spanish home – with six kids if I started pumping out kids now I would have like a bunch of teenagers or like preteens. my mom is one of six kids my dad's one of seven kids like I've always wanted to have a family with a bunch of siblings yeah and Patrick's family his mom has like a ton of siblings as well so I think my career goals are directly motivated by this like subconscious need to want to have a huge family yeah yeah totally I love that It's weird, too, because I think about that this question for myself and I know that like what I want Mm -hmm. will change in like 10 years. Right. Obviously. And then like the whole family situation, too, that affects it. But I know that you are going to be like running shit somewhere. No doubt. Hands down. I was with David Yee and Helen Koo over the weekend and we were just talking about how you're going to be running shit how like you just know everything and everyone I hope that I can live up to those you have our support (laughs) ideas at some point what would you be doing in 20 years honestly I feel I'm sure you feel this way too where you're like a little bit like creatively burnt out and so there's a piece of me that's like I want I I know deep down that I'll want to be working and I want like I'll want to be like doing some version of this but you know obviously like in a position where I'll have more power like you um but then I think about like little Zoe and like if we have one or two more kids probably just one more I'd want to be spending a lot of time with them so it'll be definitely more of like that life balance and like definitely also want to be living in like a fabulous Spanish home or something this is my final question for you I went through all of your tweets. Good. I went through all of your tweets. You have not tweeted in a while, but I went through. I went all the way back to 2011. Oh, God. Did you find anything problematic? I hope not. No, no. But I did see a negative LeBron James. Oh, my God. I was going to say the only because I obviously like have gone through my tweets, especially before I um started at refinery because I was like constantly (laughs) just worried about getting canceled by everyone and the most problematic 
tweets were always about LeBron and what there's one I'm sure you saw or maybe you, I don't know if you saw where I was like there is no way that like LeBron should be bring back Space Jam like I will not watch or support it this was like literally like 10 years ago million years ago yes I was dying I'm like oh how times have changed Sarah Tan so there were f- a few through lines that were obvious the Lakers Ollie, some really cute twit pics of baby Ollie. There are some incredible Michelle Obama fangirl tweets going on. But the most consistent tweets, in my opinion, were about KCRW. And because of your love of KCRW and music, I want to know what songs remind you of certain times in your life. First and foremost, what song reminds you of your wedding? Our song was a Stevie Wonder song. It was a My Sherry Amour, so that reminds me of our wedding. Okay, what song reminds you of college? (laughs) I remember when Rihanna, I think we were in high school when she came out, but like I feel like we listened to a lot of her in college, so I like have very fond memories of her. But I also, and this is like me like trying to be like a music nerd in college, I had like a very big Radiohead phase in college too because I really thought and I'm sure that it was reflected that I was going to be like a music writer like in college that's like what I wanted to do so like in rainbows like the whole album reminds me of like my senior year of college and also there were like cute boys that I knew that also liked Radiohead so obviously I was gonna listen to that you know how that goes okay what song reminds you of Zoe's birth Oh, well, because she was a C-section baby, I made a playlist for it. And it's funny because, well, she came out to, like, she came out to, like, Aretha Franklin. But, like, leading up to that, we were playing, like, Frank Ocean. And there is a band called Krungbin. It's, like, K-H-R-U-A-G-B-I-N. I can't, I'll link it. But there's, like, a song and like one of their songs and they're like this really cool band from Texas and the nurse was like oh my god I play this song for my daughters and she was like trying to talk to me but like this was like as like Mia was like cutting me open and I was like trying to be like present and like waiting to meet my child and this nurse just like would not shut up about the song (laughs) and Matt was like I wish she would just stop talking about the song for a second. <laughs> but she was really, really sweet. And then like at any other time, I would have loved to like geek out over that with her. But I was like, oh, my God, I, I feel like there is a reason that like I was able to like basically music direct the birth, because like if you know me, you know, that like for every situation I have like a playlist, I'm very like specific. So that was fun that I got to plan that out. What song reminds you of Ollie? Oh, Ollie, Fleet Foxes, Oliver James. Oh, yeah, little Oliver James. Okay, and then finally, <laughs> what's your what would be your theme song? You walk in the room. I'm going to say Mo Money, More Problems, which I've shared before, is like my like um, walkout song if I'm about to like do a big presentation or something to pump me up. But I think like a song that I would play to like if I had a show I think would be Diana Ross I'm coming out because I feel like that could apply to like all times of my life what is yours I think if I had a show 
it would be Make It Big by the Beach Boys. This is the song that plays at the beginning of Troop Beverly Hills. Are y'all familiar with this song? The song is incredible. You can only listen to it on freaking YouTube. So like if I'm walking to Target or walking to the store, I will like turn on my YouTube and listen to this song. Yeah, it like, it's like, oh my God, I, I wish. You can only play it on YouTube? It's like not on their normal albums. Like they made the song specifically for an album that was supposed to be catered to like motion picture soundtracks and this album is notoriously difficult to get a hold of and it's not on Spotify you can't download it as a single anywhere it's like only available on freaking YouTube I'm dying I'm dying that you pull it up on YouTube and listen to it if you walk to Target I'm such a loser but that would be my theme song it's such a good song Hi, Los Angeles. My name's Alexa. I live in New York, New York. I was looking for an episode about retinol because um, I've been thinking about starting to use it, and I found your podcast from March of 2020, and it really just kind of brought me back to previously in the pandemic last year when I found your podcast, and I would listen to it when I would go on walks every day and catch up on episodes, and I always look forward to hearing the new ones, and I didn't even realize how much your podcast helped me get through the pandemic until today. Um, so I just really wanted to say thank you both for being such a light and always providing information. And I feel like I'm up to date on the latest beauty trends and I've learned so much about skincare and beauty products and, and everything behind it. Um, and I just really can enjoy hearing you both talk to each other and the guests that you have on. So, um, I really just wanted to say thank you. You, you've really helped me in a way that I wouldn't have expected. And I'm so grateful for the pod and I can't wait for all the great things that come. So really love this and love you both thank you so those are our five questions for each other we made it through now it's time for rapid fire what's the first thing you do when you wake up the first thing i do when i wake up is check the baby monitor to see if zoe's still awake or not if she's already awake and matt has like tended to her I give Ollie a little rub and then I check my phone. It's like, I can't, it's, I check my, I try to not check my Instagram right away. I do check the news, which is like just as distressing. Not that Instagram is distressing, but you know what I mean? Not good for my mental health, but I check my Instagram. I check my email and I check the news. Okay. I don't have a baby to check on, but I do check on my little baby dog. Give her a little kiss. Tell her that I love her and that she was sent from the heavens. And then I will grab my phone and check my email first thing. It's a terrible habit that I need to break, but alas, that's what I do. Okay, what is your signature scent? Okay, mine, y'all know, Tom Ford, Neroli Portofino, and Replica, Mason Margiela by the fireplace. Those are my two scents for show. I'm obsessed with them. Mine is uh, Elizabeth and James, White Nirvana, which is no longer, so RIP to my former signature scent. To my former self. I didn't know that. It's it's gone? Yeah, yeah. They like discontinued all their stuff. And it's been a couple years because I remember I like, it was like super discounted and um, yeah, it was depressing. You like saw it. You could probably still buy it at Nordstrom Rack. But that was like my signature for a while. But now it's the Paris Riviera from Chanel. It's like my go-to. Um, okay, Kirby. Who are you as a brand? Okay, this was hard, but... I, I'm sorry, I have to explain this. Kosos was the first that came to mind. 
because I think that they're fun. They're no bullshit, but they have like basics too. And I like, I feel like for me, I just, I, I want to make sure that everyone is catered to, that there's something for everyone, but I want to have a little bit of like pop and pizzazz with it. But then again, I also put down Dior Backstage and Mac. And I feel like those two are like, there's trend-driven things where you can like hop on and have fun, but then it's tried and true. You can trust them. They're, they always are going to have these staples that you keep going back to. Who are you? Well, I think that obviously I would be Tatcha because I at this point like sweat Tatcha, bleed Tatcha. Um, no, but like, and I'm also rooted in <laughs> old a- ancient Asian traditions. Perfect. <laughs> Um, no, I, I mean, I love their, their, you know, obviously it's like every product that they come out with, I absolutely love and use. I love Vicky Sai, um, always impressed by, uh, the formulation. So, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that it would be me as a brand, but obviously I just love them. And then I think like makeup wise, I think I would be like a, even though I'm not like, quote-unquote clean beauty queen I think I'd be like an Ilya because one they're like Orange County based beachy you know me I am very easy going with my makeup especially day to day and I want like you know my skin to shine through and I use a lot of their products and love a lot of their products and I think that it's very much it matches my vibe and aesthetic so beauty icon I thought about this for a long time and I feel like every time I think about like what I want to look like, it's deeply rooted in a 70s aesthetic. I love the whole Valley of the Dolls vibe. I love Farrah Fawcett. I love that like bouncy, fluffy hair, lashes for days, like very defined kind of like diffused eye makeup look. So I think ultimately my beauty icon would be Sharon Tate. You know, she's like L.A. girl, actress, just like epitome of beauty in the 70s for me personally. So definitely her. And then I would be remiss if I did not mention Britney Spears because to this day I still think about her looks and they inspire me nonstop. So Britney Spears forever. What about like a current? That's really hard. Honestly, Margot Robbie. I think like every time I see a Margot Robbie look and I see her like playing with her hair or her makeup, I'm always like, ooh, I want to try that. I want to – she's like the one that if I see her like do a specific look, it'll make me want to try it out. What about you? Yeah, yeah. (sighs) I feel like – so boring saying this but I feel like it was just such a big part of my childhood because of my mom too but like we constantly like watched Audrey Hepburn movies and I had like a giant Audrey Hepburn poster in my like room growing up from Breakfast at Tiffany's though that's not my favorite um movie of Audrey Hepburn's it is Funny Face and Charade but I just think she's just like so beautiful in like the most like classic way and her face is just so gorgeous. To me, it's like such a boring icon because it's like everyone's icon. But her for sure. I did grow up loving and following Lucy Liu because she was one of only a few Asian women to look up to. But like, 
I just always, always loved that, like, she, like, let her freckles show. Like, she was very unapologetically, like, herself and obviously, like, embraced her, like, Asian features. So I loved her so much and looked up to her. And then, like, now I just want to look like Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Yes. I, you, you and Zoe have similar vibes. I'm into it. Oh my gosh, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. I feel like she's like, there's so much of her style too that is like reminiscent of like an Audrey Hepburn. Like she's like a very edgy Audrey. Like, you know, like there's a lot of um, classic elements to her style and her beauty, but then she like yeah, is a lot like cooler. And that is where, where I strive to be. Okay, what is a brand that you want to try but you haven't? Okay, this is actually, I feel like there's a lot of brands that I haven't tried, but one brand that I truly have never tried, and I just like need to see what the hype is about, is I've never tried a Barbara Stern product. Interesting. I've never tried a Barbara Stern product, and I know that a lot of people swear by her, and I just want to know. Okay, well, let me know if you if you try it and you find the hype. I'd love to know that. I'll share the feedback. I actually had a hard time with this question because I was like going through different retailers and I'm like there's some brands that I haven't tried but it's like I don't really like I don't I'm like not seeking them out to want to try them for me personally it's more about treatments so I want to do neck lipo or like chin lipo or threads I want to know what the deal with threads are like if I can get a little lift to my cheek or lift to my brow with threads, I'm willing to do that. So those are like the two things I'm probably thinking about the most in terms of trying something new. I have never gotten lasered and that's like something I seriously need to, like lasered on my body, like hair removal or like I have like my strawberry skin on my legs that like I have been meaning to get lasered for years and years and I haven't. We need to go to Sev. I need to go to Sev. Let's go to Sev. Sev is great. I need to get back on my laser hair removal train. Okay, this is the final question. Dun, 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 dun. All right, who is your dream guest? Speak it into the world, Sarah Tan. I really want us to get Rihanna on the podcast. I think it would feel very full circle for me. I don't know why. I just, you know, we love her so much. She's done so much for the beauty industry. I feel like it's so close. And I know... That it's controversial and that, you know, she's somewhat problematic at times, but I think we should get Chrissy on because it just feels right. I know. Chrissy, once you take your extended hiatus, come on the podcast. My dream guest, I have some written down here, but I actually thought about these and and they have changed. I want to get Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga makes me emotional just thinking about interviewing her. I feel like she'd be an incredible beauty interview. So she just is beauty for so many people. I would love to have her. I would freaking love to have Dolly Parton. Let's be real. The woman created like modern day beauty standards for so many people. So and she's like the reason why most of America is vaccinated at this point. So it would be an honor and a privilege for me to even be in the midst of Dolly Parton, let alone have her come on this podcast for both of us. And then like just like someone that I think is just so beautiful and really talented that I would love to just pick her brain about beauty would be Elizabeth Olsen. I think that there's so many facets to her that are interesting, like 
She's really great at indies, but then she has this Marvel character. WandaVision was one of my favorite shows of the year. And then, of course, her freaking sisters are the Olsen twins. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I was watching her on Hot Ones, and her skin is so luminous. It I, I just could not stop staring at her. She has the most gorgeous skin. Even while eating hot wings? Yes, it, it, like the most plump cheek I've ever seen in my life. I wanted to like take a bite out of it. So I think we would also need to get um, RuPaul in the show. Ooh, yes. Oh, my God. RuPaul. That would be incredible. I say these things and I'm like, that would be great. But like, it's like, I don't even think they're attainable. So I'm like, why would I? I don't know. You know what I mean? We're speaking it. This is our birthday. We get to do what we want. And cry if we want to and have whoever we want on our show. RuPaul's coming on one day. We will happily host you. All right, everyone. That's the end of our second anniversary episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And thank you for all of the support. We love hearing your voicemails. We love getting your text messages and reading your comments. One thing that you can do to help celebrate our birthday is leave us a review on Apple or follow us on Spotify or just share our pod with your friends. We love y'all and merch is coming. I promise. We promise. We saw the thread. We're working on it, but we want it to be good. We don't want to half-ass it. So merch is on the way. We will not be back with a new episode on Tuesday. As we mentioned, we're taking a little time off, but we'll be back with a new guest episode next Friday. Woohoo! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.